Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Well, good morning, all. Uh, loads to talk about as always. Um, yeah, firstly, the thing that's basically at the forefront of my mind this week is the CPC, which is what I'm going to be doing all next week. Um, so basically, the thing is, back in the day when I was a market trader, I used to drive a seven and a half ton truck uh, because that way I worked out I could do two stalls in one day. So, for example, I used to rolling at Finchley first thing in the morning, and I'd take like half the van off, it's actually like two thirds of the van off and I'd leave it there with a couple of geezers and they'd set the stall up and then I would drive into Chelmer Street which is near Houston and I'd have like a quarter a third of the van and I'd do a small stall down Chelmer Street, pack that up at the end of the day, with that packed up about two o'clock, drive back to Finchley, get back to Finchley for about four o'clock when the boys were sitting there with the stall ready to roll on and I'd get two days work out in one day and when markets were good it was worth doing but then as it got down and down and down I found that the money that I was making by running the extra stall was only covering the overheads so I might as well run the extra stall myself. And also, the reason I got out of a truck was they changed the laws. <clears throat> Michael Davenport has put me straight on this. If you passed your test before some month in 1997, I don't know what the month is, then you get what they call his granddad rights, which means you don't have to take a test to drive. You don't have to take a driving test to drive uh, up to 7.5 tonne. Over 7.5 tonne, you've always had to do a different test, as far as I know. Um, after 1997, you've got to do what I believe is called an LGV, to light goods vehicle test. The thing is, if you're going to do your light goods vehicle test, you might as well do your heavy goods vehicle test, because if you do your light goods vehicle test, you're going to have to have a week off work, you're going to have to pay for instruction, you can drive a van at the end of it up until seven and a half tonnes, or you do your class two, or what they now call a class C, which is your heavy goods vehicle test, um, and that means you can drive any vehicle that's rigid. Now, rigid means it doesn't bend in the middle. So if you've got like what we used to call a class one, and I think that's called, I don't even know what it's called now, C plus something or other, that means you can drive Arctics, which means pretty much you can drive anything. And um, they're the ones that bend in the middle when you uncouple the trailers, you've got tractor unit, trailer unit. I'm probably getting all of this totally wrong. but And I'm, I'm sure you'll all put me right. But as I stand at the moment, when they changed the law sometime along the line, which is why I jumped out of the truck in the first place, they then turned around and they said, if you want to carry on driving that seven and a half ton truck, you have now got to do what they call a CPC, 
which is a certificate of professional competence, which means that basically it's 35 hours driver training every five years because it expires. Um, and it goes through things like where you should load, how you have to strap things down, vehicle checks, walk arounds. So I'm going to find out all about this. We're going to be doing it all next week. So what I'll be doing, and feel free to turn them off or unsubscribe, or, but I'm going to do it anyway for those you want to know, is I'm going to do a video a day at the end of each day saying this is what I did on today's course and this is how it panned out. It's not quite as straightforward as just that if you want to drive a seven and a half ton because also you're going to, so you're going to need you need a license. You need to have it on your license that you can drive one. You need um, a CPC to say that you've got your certificate of professional competence. You also need an operator's license. Now, this is what, say for example, as a company, I wanted to run trucks, but I wasn't worried about driving them. I still need an operator's license to run the trucks. So you could hire in drivers that have got the right class and have got the CPC. Um, they can drive the lorries for you, but you still need, as a truck owner. Um, an operator's license, which I have applied for. And again, I'm going to do a video that goes through how I've applied for it because old Danny Boyd's applied for one. Danny says, I'm worried though, because it's expensive. Uh, well, it's not that expensive. It, it's something like 240 quid for the fee for the license. Then you've got to take the advert out to say where you're going to park the lorries. That's 320 pounds. So make sure you get that advert right. Um, and and then once, if you do get it, then it's like 422 quid, but that's the fee that you pay to have the license for the next five years. And you don't have to go and apply for the license again, just you have to renew that fee every five years. As it stands at the moment, this is my understanding. Um, but yeah, it still can work out quite there. And the thing about it, as I understand, Dan, if you, they might, they won't necessarily deny you the license. They might tell and say, right, we've got all your application forms in, but this isn't right. The bit where you said you're going to park it, we've had some complaints. And then you can go, okay, well, I'll park it somewhere else. Or you also need, by the way, you need a transport manager, which is someone who will meet every two weeks or a month and check your tachographs and make sure that you're complying with, you know, your driver's hours and your speeds and all that kind of stuff. Um, I've got a guy lined up. Daniel, I think he's going to be my transport manager. I think, I don't know, you might have even clicked it already. If he hasn't, Dan, if you're watching, if you could do the transport manager thing, that'd be brilliant. If not, if it doesn't work out, if anyone knows a decent transport manager in the southeast of England or around the Dunstable area, please give me a shout, because I might need one. But hopefully Dan will be able to do it. I just don't want to, I don't want to put him in a position just in case he's been kind and saying, yeah, I'll do it, but he can't really, he hasn't really got the time. So, but, um, yeah, so these are kind of all the things that, we need, I'm sure, all become clearer to me. Like I do with all these videos, I don't really know what I'm doing. I've had to learn the transport game from scratch. I've been doing it for two years now. Make loads of mistakes, but I keep doing these videos because if I make a mistake and I do a video, I might save you guys from making a mistake. So, um, yeah, so I'm going to go through it all and I'm going to tell you, I'm just going to give you it straight as it happens to me and then do with it as you will. So, but anyway, that's what's going to be happening next week is the CPC. Right, <clears throat> how you do your CPC now? I don't know if the lockdown thing's done me a favour because what they do is they do them in classrooms. So I rung a firm near me because Al says you might as well get one near So I rung a firm near me and she said, well, we normally do it in a classroom, but we're not doing the classrooms at the moment. We're doing it online. Uh, I said, okay, how much is it? And she said, it's £100 a day plus fat and you've got to do five days. I thought, that sounds expensive to me. I've seen these adverts. Anyway, so then I rung another guy. He said, I'm going with a firm. Danny says he went with a firm called uh, Bob the Builder, sorry, Online VR, something or other driver training, five days training, 175 quid. That's considerably cheaper than 
500 pound. I don't know if that's plus fat or whatever, but it's considerably cheaper than 500 quid, however you look at it. Um, the firm I went with is a firm called Enterprise. The guy was very nice. I rung him up and he said, I said, does it matter where I, you know, will I pass my, if I pass my CPC, because they're, they're online, they're based up north. And, you know, it's being issued in Birmingham and I live in Bedford. They're going to turn around. He said, nope. He said, you can take it in Lithuania if you like. So I've never been to Lithuania, but it's probably nice than Dublin. So, that's all right. Um, yeah, so that's the guys I'm going with. So I'm just going to get, it, it, it's worked out for me, it's £45 a day, including VAT. Because we get the VAT back, it's 200 quid. So, and it's all online. They do it on that Zoom thing. So I've got to still Zoom on a computer or on the missus' iPad uh, because everyone's using Zoom. The kids know all about it. They've been having virtual parties in the garden for the last 10 weeks. So, um, yeah, so I'm going to let you know how it goes. So, but we'll see how it goes. Um, yeah, Danny Johnson says it's mostly online these days. Because the firm I spoke to as well, they also do a transport manager course, which I may do at a later date. But apparently that's hard. Apparently the, the, the success rate is like 17% and you've really got to know your stuff and one step at a time, you know. So, but maybe we will come back to that. But um, we'll see. Uh, Mark Lackland said he did his CPC with Mercedes. Um, he said it was boring. <laughs> For someone else down around, he said the hardest part about the CPC is trying to stay awake. Now, I've done these drive training, you know, the, the naughty boy, you, you went too fast on the motorway course or you did 35 mile and 30 mile on his own course. Um, and they're kind of all right. I mean, I don't know if it helps if you're in a classroom, if you've got someone in front of you, you're interacting with people. Um, it might be different for me, because I was speaking to Ronnie, Ronnie, um, we call him Netflix Ronnie, how you doing, mate? Um, and he said, the problem is, they're, you that they're training you sort of like how to work a digital tachograph. Uh, particularly if you've done it, you're refreshing every five years. And he says, like, or he says something about a traffic light system, which I don't know about yet. And he said, the thing is, I use these every day. The guy is telling me how to do something that I have done all day, every day, for the last 20 years. It's just like, oh, I could be teaching him. <laughs> you know, it's kind of pointless. But it has to be done. I mean, his argument is, it's the fact is, you know, when Bozer used to stop you, you could turn around like a ratchet strap's like hanging loose. And I go, oh, sorry, mate, it was all right when I started. Or, oh, I didn't realise you had to do everyone up and they let you off. Now it's like, no, you've been on the course. So we know that you know you're not allowed to drive like this. There's your on-the-spot fine. So, but I'm planning on, you know, he said, because you're going to get involved with the ministry. And I said, yeah, but the, thing, the problem with the ministry, when I did run a truck, and I did get stopped at once for having a 40 brake light, is as long as you comply, it's not a problem. So when they pull you over and, they, and you go, well, yeah, I am on weight and I am inside my hours and everything is functional, they're going to go, okay, you know, and the load is located in the right place and strapped down, on you go then. So as long as, it's a bit like, you know, it was obviously this thing, you know, I was, I've got too much to talk about, I'm going to go off on a tangent. Um, but yeah, that's what I plan to do. I plan to be a good boy. We'll see. Um, what else we got going on here? Danny Boy, we, we talked about. Yeah, and basically, thank you very much for everybody who's wishing me luck from Jason Burke and the American Constant people who comment on the channel. I'll, I'll, I don't, you can't fail it. As far as I understand, as long as you turn up, stay awake, and put the hours in, what they do is at the end of the five days, then they then they go right. Yes, Mr. Cove has been on the, uh, the the driver training course. They send something off to DVLA, and about twenty one days later, you get your card through to say yes, he is he is compliant. How do I go about getting a digital tachograph card? I don't know if that's something else I'm going to have to get. Things bridges I shall cross. 
Snakes and Ladders. That's another video we did this week. Um, shout out to Donkey and Digger who started, started with us just before the lockdown came. And he was kind of just starting to get it together. And of course, everything went sideways. He's currently on the Amazon. When things go back to normal, I think he might come back to us. Love to have you back, my friend. Um, it all did go a bit sideways on us, didn't it? Jason Burke, he says, yeah, hope there are big enough ladders to go around. So do I, my friend. So do I. <laughs> Uh, another guy who started with Brian um, Brian Mujetti. Um terrible right inside Brian. Um, he started with us when he was unemployed last year. He couldn't make it pay. And as I keep saying on all these videos, it doesn't work for anyone. But he said I enjoyed it, and it was fun while it lasted. Just wasn't for me. If it's not for you, that's fine. And you go away from us. It's no hard feelings. You come on board. If it doesn't work out. No problem. If it does work out, oh my God, we are still in the process of trying to get more end-user customers. And as I keep saying, end-user customers are the way forward. These are where the real money lies. Um, and we, we had a big plan to make that happen this year, but unfortunately with the lockdown, everything has stopped. So now we've gone the other way. It's all to do with, we'll come back, actually, we'll come back to this in a minute. It's all to do with kind of what dough people are making. Um, and it just strikes me, the bigger the motor, the more the money. And I'm learning, I mean, don't get me wrong, I know they were on cost with running a truck, but I used to run a truck. You have to have them inspected every eight weeks. Well, I'm getting my van serviced every ten weeks because of the miles I'm doing. Um, you have to, the, the parts are dearer, the diesel's dearer, the yeah, blue's dearer, but they last longer. Yes, it does, it does drink a bit more juice, but at the same time, if I'm getting double the amount of money a mile, it's got to be a comer, isn't it? You know, I'll tell you what done it for me, with Simple Brian, I have gone off on the tangent. Uh, simple Brian turned around to me and he said, I would expect to pay for moving a machine, like a one and a half ton machine, from Milton Keynes to Luton on a seven and a half ton curtain side, I'd expect to pay 200 quid. And I thought, hold on a second, I'm doing eight hours work on Argos for that. I can do that in an hour. I'm in the wrong I'm in the wrong vehicle. I might not be in the wrong vehicle. I'll find out. Maybe Luton curtain sides are still the way forward, but I will keep you informed. Um... Steve Bradley, back to Snakes and Ladders, Steve Bradley said he liked the comparison about the CX. The CX is a bit like Snakes and Ladders. Some jobs you win, some jobs you lose. Some jobs you turn up and go, oh my good God, what have I done? And some jobs you go, is that it? I had one this week for TNT. They sent in a Luton van. It was a panic. The guy rolled out a panic, and on the panic was wrapped a box about that big. I'm thinking, I could load that in a put of my car. Result. Anyhow, right. Simon Vance does something about Simon Vance. Um, yeah, this is kind of cool. And a lot of people have taken a moral stance on this, which I thought, well, fair enough. Danny Boy says, he says, I'm proud of the small business I've built up. Um, he says he agrees, plain vans on the CX the way forward. But there is an argument that if you have got enough regular customers to maybe start, once you start building up a little bit, then get your own drivers in. Get your own vans in. You know, don't constantly... You, you want a reg... You want... This is what we try and get. Regular drivers that we know that we can trust. So that if we're going to send them into our customers, we know they're not going to mess up. Now, most of the people that run our CX, you've got your um, your feedback. You know kind of some... You get your approved list of drivers. You use them a couple of times. They're the people that you ring straight away. But there is some kind of peace of mind in knowing that it's going to be uh, Brian or Kevin who's going to turn up at the local engineering firm in his van. You know he's not going to be late. You know he's going to be tired. You know the van's going to be clean, and you know, and they're going. To, and also, from the point of view of keeping end customers, it's much more. They're very, very difficult to come by. But then there's a loyalty there, particularly if it's the same guy who turns up every time, and if they like the same guy, you know, they can have a crack on with Martin, and you know, or Martin he gets his own mug, 
make a cup of tea when you turn up. And then if someone else goes, oh, which firm do you use? It's like, no, I'm sorry, we're very happy with the guys that we've got. So there is an argument for that. Also, there's the moralistic thing. The Cloudy Courier, Gareth Vickers, Faisal have turned up. So we turn up and they say, who are you? And they go, well, we're on we're Barry's Couriers because that's what you've got to do because you, you go in and you represent the firm you represent. But he said, if they push you on it, like, you're, oh, you're really Gary's Curious because, you know, the, the, what, what they all say is they say, I'm an approved driver. So, you know, and, and what the, the line I sometimes give them, I say, well, Barry's Couriers at the moment are really, we're really good, they're really cheap and they're really busy. And sometimes if they're at full capacity, they've got a list, because that's kind of plugging the firm. Um, they've got a list of drivers that they call on who they know that they can trust or, you know, that they can come in. Or you can turn around and say, they called me in because I'm one of their approved drivers and I happen to be in the area at the time. It's more more environmentally friendly. Save sending a van 20 miles and doing all that diesel. I can be in quicker and I can be in better on the environment. No one's going to mind that, LA, really. But, yeah, as long as you just don't... If you don't give out your name, you don't give out your company name, you're not poaching. So if you do that... That's a no-no, but you know, from the point of view of if they start trying to drag you down, it don't keep fighting to say no, no, no. I really work for Barry's Curious. Well, do you know the girl who works in the office? Then just go become an approved driver. Um, Brian Cadwell, he said. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, this was interesting. I've heard this before. He actually was working for a firm as a subby, and the firm said they wanted to sign right his van, and he went nope. No, I'll keep my van playing, thank you. If you want to sign my, my van, then you can pay me for advertising. I actually spoke to a guy once a little while ago, and I can't remember what it is, and he had the story, said, he said, I went for a firm, to go with a firm, and they said, if you stick with us for long enough, um, then what we'll do, we'll sign right your van, and we'll charge you this much for it. Or we'll charge you this much money to have it on, on the side of your van. It's a bit like going, well, I work for Barry's Couriers, as if it's like the Armani logo. And he went, hold on a second. He said, so you want me to advertise your company and you want to charge me for it. How does that work? Yeah, I think that's, a, I don't understand that one myself, like, you know. So um, Steve Bradley and, and Danny Ingram and someone else as well sort of said the magnetic side thing. The magnetic side thing. If coming back to the Danny Boy thing, if you want to be proud of your firm and you want to send a regular van in, I used to have these on admittedly on a seven and a half ton truck, a medium sign from is it Vista Print is twenty quid. Yeah, it goes on the door. So we kind of got a bit lost, to be honest with you. But what you can do, if you're going at the regular customer, get your magnetic signs out of the back, stick them on the door, do the thing. As soon as you finish the regular customer's job, if you pick one up with CX, whip the magnetic signs off. You know, it's kind of like being them taxi drivers or Kojak. Remember Kojak? where he had a police car, which is just a normal brown unmarked car, but this Jason only had the red light, and he stuck it on the roof. Um, now, of course, they've got the ones in the, in the grills and all that kind of stuff, but it's not Kojak, is it? Who loves you, baby? Not a lollipop. Um, if the shipper doesn't get the paperwork. There's another one here. Uh, Paul Wills, this is kind of, he's taking it to the next level. He's got a Frankie machine. We've got a Frankie machine. They're great because they're cheaper and they're fun. Ka-ching, ka-ching, ka-ching. Don't run it. You know, if it doesn't print, then you think, oh, just lost, lost the stamp for no reason. But his Frankie machine has also got the company logo, the name and address on it. I thought, that's a nice touch. I mean, you are sending off your own invoices, but yeah, we'll have to look into that one myself, mate. Thanks very much. Uh, James Rowan says, he sends all his PODs recorded. Ouch. Uh, okay, um, to me that sounds expensive, and also that means you've got to queue up in post office, 
And also it means that the thing is also, if they really want to give you the runaround, you can say, you, I, they say I haven't got your POD. And they'll turn around and go, go, well, I know you've received it because I've got it signed for that you recorded, that it was delivered at this time. And all they have to do is turn around and go, yeah, but when I opened up the envelope, the, the, um, the invoice was in there, the POD wasn't attached. So it's kind of your word against them. Like I say, I've never come and stuck with second class. It's cheaper and I can stick them in the post box and it's fine. So, but yeah, that sounds dear, mate. And for the amount of jobs that you're going to lose because... And I keep going on about this, but to be honest with you, it happens once in a blue moon. Um, I recommend you maybe try a second class and see if you can save yourself a bit of money. End of the day, I could be wrong. Choice is yours. Uh, Julian Rose says, never send paperwork off without scanning it first. He learned that the hard way. I dread to think, my friend. But that's the other thing. You've got it on the app. When you finish the job, just go, go to scan document. And it scans it. It looks much more professional rather than taking a photo. And then you've got a photo of it sitting on your dashboard or something like that. It comes across as a PDF scan. And Paul A. Bevan made me laugh. He said, oh, this, this is the 21st century. You're sending stuff is mad. I know it's mad. I know. But it exists and we can't get around it. He said, he actually turned around to one shipper. He said, I won't need a hard copy. He said, print it. You've got a colour printer. Go on the PDF. Get print. To be honest with you, the printing is so good now, and the scan is so good now, you'd probably be hard-pushed to tell the difference between a printed pig-coloured PDF on a decent printer and the hard copy itself anyway. But the, this just the system. It's the system. Did I design it? No. Do I think it could be better? Yes. But it's the system. And all them. Fine. Right. Money what people are pulling in on CX. Now, this kind of scared me a little bit because there's some people going, well, I don't understand how you're doing what you're doing. In fairness, I haven't been under the lockdown. This week, I've had, I've had a really Mickey Mouse week. Uh, Monday, I had off, obviously. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I think Tuesday, I took 120 quid. But in fairness, I started at 6 o'clock in the morning. I'd done one job. I was done by 11 o'clock. And then I waited and waited. And in the end, I went, you know what? I'm not playing this game. I've got to go home and do the operator. So I came home. I was home about one, two o'clock, got on the computer and then spent the next four hours trying to fathom out how the operators worked. But So you can do it. It's half a day's work, really. Um, Friday, 2.40. Uh, back up to speed a little bit. So hopefully things are getting back to normal. I've noticed people, certain firms, good firms that I've worked for in the area that haven't been posting jobs during the lockdown have started posting again. Jobs that I haven't been seeing for a little while, presumably because they're shut, like um, the Mitsubishi air conditioning, uh, has started to reopen again. So that's good to know. Um, but nevertheless, I don't, you know, I'm in the southeast. I'm in a good area. I'm in a Luton van. So I'm coming, drilling into it. I mean, when the guys turn around, he's up north for like a long wheelbase, they're getting 120 for a day. For a small van, they're getting £80 for a day. Long finger turns around, he says, after 100, after costs, I'm clearing a one a day. So you can look at that two ways. You can either go, well, if you actually, if that really is after all your costs, after your wear and tear, your diesel, your tax, and all that kind of stuff, that works out about 2K a month, which is 24 grand a year. And if you're not doing too much to get it, doing a nice job here, nice job there. And if you love what you're doing, that's not the end of the world. Alternatively, you can look at it. If you're getting £80 a day, as, as Paul Bevan says, £80 a day for a driver, a van, diesel, wear and tear, high reward insurance, goods and transit insurance, um, all the aggravation that goes with it, it's like you get more stuck in the shelves than Tesco's. It's £80 a day if you work it out. That's paperboy wages. Um... Yeah, it's literally it's below minimum wage. If you're doing a 10-hour day and you're getting £80 a day, that's £8 an hour. Well, minimum wage is £8 something an hour. So, guys, unless you really love what you're doing, um, or unless there's more to it, 
I would seriously think about that. But I'm, I mean, I mean, you get the ones as well. You get, I've got to call them the Uncle Alberts, where you turn up to Mercedes and they just turn up in a little van. They throw a few parcels in the background. They probably might only make it by, they might do two jobs a day. They might make 60 quid a day, but gets them out of the house. They get to meet people, um, you know, have a cup of tea with people, get a bit, bit, bit of a, get out from underneath the wife's feet. You know, I've retired, get out of the house, you're driving me mad type thing. Everyone's got their own way, and you can work as hard or as, as soft as you like, but as hard or as much as little as you like. But at the end of the day, if, if those are the kind of figures you're putting in, I, I would question it and question my forward. And it's kind of how I come about the, um, the big van thing, which is I kind of, it, to me, it's sort of like arithmetical. If you're driving a little van, you're going to be quoting, say, 65p a mile. If you're driving a Luton van, you drop your quote in one ten a mile. Now the job still takes the same amount of time, give or take. Okay, if you're in a little van, you turn up. So there's the box straight out. Turn up in a little van. Yeah, we've got three pallets, mate. They're coming out. The drivers on break at ten minutes. But say a job that would take me in a Luton van three hours, I might be able to do in a small van two and a half hours. But in a Luton van, I might get sixty-five quid for it, seventy quid for it, and in a small van, I'd get thirty. So. I, and then again, so now I think, well, okay, well, if I get £65 in a Luton, but I did the same thing in a truck, I might get 150 200 for the same amount of time. And then, of course, I've gone mad with it, haven't I? And I think, well, if this does work out, then why not do the Class 2, the Class C, whatever it is, get the HGV, swap the 7.5 tonne for, say, like an 18 tonne. I heard a story once, I can't remember who told me, and it was just, he said, a friend of his moved... 13 pallets, or a large amount of pallets, might have been eight pallets, I don't know, from London to Coventry in a big truck, 780 quid. And I keep thinking, I think I might be in the wrong vehicle here, but I might not be. I might find out that with the ministry and the aggravation and all the parts, I'll let you know, it's all work in progress. Right, let's come up to miscellaneous, let's clock in on as usual. Um... I forgot who asked me this question. Uh, any drivers who, any companies, career drivers, sorry, I forgot who asked me this question, who employ their own drivers? I guess they are out there. Yeah, you probably, um, I don't know. I know a lot of firms who subcontract, I'm sure there are, there are, no, there are firms out there that do their own drivers. I would say if you just, if you wanted, if you didn't want to jump on the CX and if you didn't want to buy your own van, I'd just ring around. Just ring around all the local courier firms in your area and go, hi, I want to become a courier driver. Are you taking anybody in? And see, because I know that, yeah, of course they are. Hopefully one day it'll be us. But um, not at the moment. Still working on that one. But yeah, I don't know any, I'm afraid. Sorry. Uh, Jamie Garraway. He's another one. Right, okay. This, the, the guy who said, apparently, that this Dorset Explorer, the guy who recommended me Dorset Explorer, I'm sorry I didn't use it, apparently is really good. Um, but they charge you for it and I didn't need it. Um, but yeah, you guys, I recommend it on the strength of what other people tell me. If you if you're on a multi drop, you're on a, I've got to get this Dorset Explorer. Apparently, it's really good. And Delmate also apparently is very good. And Road Road Warrior is also very good. You might have to buy the one. Um, Jamie Garrett's got another one. Royal Mail Address Finder. Okay, give this one a bash. He said apparently, oh, because the thing about the Dorset Explorer, one guy did turn around. He said the amount of times where it's told me where something is, where Google didn't even have a clue, so there you go. But apparently Royal Mail Address Finder is also very good, and, Royal, and it's got the magic word in this, Royal Mail Address Finder is free. So I'll be trying Royal Mail Address Finder. <laughs> see how that one works out. So, um, oh, and thank you for everybody who replied to me about the speed limits. I will do a separate video on that one. I think the long and the short of it, someone turned around and said, sorry, I didn't write your name down. The, the basically is, for vans, it's 10 miles an hour underneath the normal speed limit on single and dual carriageways. 
which means, like, uh, you know, when you go national speed limit applies, and if it's a single road, rather than doing 60, you can do 50. And on um, a dual carriageway, rather than doing what other cars can do, can they do 70? Yeah, I think they can do 70. You can do 60. On motorways, you can still do 70. Up to three and a half tons, I think. But I will double check that. There's an RAC link somewhere underneath for the guy who did reply. Thank you very much. Um, uh, but I'll just do a video on it eventually, just just because it's easier to go to. Um, Ian Merrick says, that, you know, about the end user thing. There's an opportunity for, for a firm out there to find end users and then sell them on to career companies. There probably is, but it kind of, from our point of view, it's a bit like selling the goose that laid the golden egg. Once you've found the goose, you can either flog it for a decent amount of money or just keep it and watch it like a golden egg every day and think, well, I'm going to keep it, ain't you, really? But if you fight, if you know a way, mate, you want to flog me and use us, take that on board. Uh, Peel Glimley is, oh, he's looking at, now listen, he's, he's looking at jumping out. He's a London cab driver. My hat goes off to anyone who's a London cab driver. I spent 18 months on the knowledge and the amount of work and effort that they have to put into to pass that test is incredible. If you're a London cab driver, you know every single road within a six mile radius of King Charles's Island, which is to the rest of us is like um, Nelson's Column. Um, and all the points within the area, they have to learn in excess of 500,000 address places. So you tell me and say, I wanna go to um, Spice Lamass, or I wanna go to Stompy the Tank. And they'll know where it is. And they'll take you straight there. They're incredible. The problem is, the thing is with the London cab drivers, they're the only people that are authorised to pick up off the street. So you can put your hand up. Otherwise, you have to go to a taxi rank and call the taxi. But because of modern technology now, people have got Addison Lee or they've got Uber. So what this mob do is they now go on their phone, click on that, and they'll say, there are three drivers within a quarter of a mile radius of you and they just go click and it's all paid for from the phone it's one of those things where technology is killing what was a fantastic trade um, but technology just changes so now if you're a London cab driver if you want to pull the money you really want to be out there working Friday, Thursday night Friday night Saturday night dealing with the drunks um, you know to, to, just to turn a coin with my trade I start at like six, five, six, seven o'clock in the morning I'm normally home at 5 o'clock at night I work Monday to Friday I get my weekends off Except for when I'm doing this video for you guys. So, um, yeah, I, I can see it, mate. I've got another guy, my mate, uh, David Winter, Dave the Chris, who has his own channel. He's lovely. He's the nicest man I've ever met. He's still, he's a cab driver through and through, like, you know. But, yeah, it gets tougher. So, if you want to jump on, you could do worse, particularly if you drive for a living. And also, if you, if you know London, <laughs> it, it certainly helps when someone turns around and says, can you take this over to, um, I'm going to talk myself into a corner here, you know. So then there's hospital. You go, oh yeah, I know exactly what it is. I know how long it's going to take me as well. Right, um, Clive, Clive Hall. Should he keep his accountant? I would. I'm on the QuickBooks thing, but I actually need an accountant. Once again, alongside a transport manager, if Daniel doesn't, if, I, if Daniel can't do it. Um, anyone knows an accountant in the sort of, anywhere, the Milton Keynes, Bedfordshire area, my accountant's about to retire. And I'm doing the QuickBooks thing, but I kind of need a bookkeeper because I'm not very good at it. And to, to, to sort of do the bits that I'm doing wrong, and also, I think, account, if you get a decent account, they tend to pay for themselves. So yeah, I'd probably stick with it if I was you. Uh, Ian McBride has asked me where is the best place to buy a van. I'll do a video on that one as well, mate. Um, but just quickly, I, I would say try Auto Trader, try eBay. 
Uh, Ray just bought himself a curtain side. Hello, Ray. Uh, just bought himself a curtain. No, not a curtain side. Bought himself a look with a tail. He's up to Blackpool to pick it up yesterday. But I would try what I trade it. The other thing is, I, well, I did with mine. I googled. I found a place up in Nottingham. I'd recommend them if I could remember what their name was. Um, and what I ended up doing, and I travel. Put it, put it nationwide. Don't just refer yourself to 30 miles. It really limits you down. Also, if anyone knows someone who knows how to selling a seven, seven and a half ton truck, preferably a DAF curtain side with a tail lift, which isn't too old and hasn't done too many miles and isn't too dear, and also comes with wings, a magic wand, and a gold tree. That would be brilliant. Um, but yeah, I, I would try. I would say auto trader alternatively stick in the web. And what, what happened with me was there was a firm up in Nottingham. They were very good, and they had. Four or five of the vans that I wanted. I wanted a Mercedes, Box, Luton with a tail. They had three or four, might be four or five in stock, ranging from different age, different ages, different miles, and different prices. And I thought I'm going to go. Up. I had one in mind, and I thought I'm going to go up there and see if it's the best one. If not, I might have to up my budget a bit, or if, the, if it's not that clever. But the one underneath it's quite tidy. As it was, it was bang on. And that's Jessica, and I've been driving Jessica for the last year or so. She's lovely. Um, and finally, Enrique Martinez says, can you work for Hermes with a Luton van? I, I guess so. I don't know. I, my Hermes job's come off the exchange. I actually did one yesterday. It was only a little one. Uh, sorry, Friday. Um, where was it? It was from Hemel to Stevenage. And I thought, that's dead handy, that, because that means I'm picking up from there, not dropping off from there, which means I won't have to scan the 100 parcels onto the conveyor belt. Uh, yeah, I turned up, picked up four pallets, drove them off, three pallets in the end, Dropped him off outside a container. The person wasn't there. Strange. I had to take photos. Um, but yeah, I suppose you can, but you might not be doing yourself any favours because if they only want in, you want a small van, you two things. If they only want like a, a long wheelbase, they're only going to be paid long wheelbase money. So you're only getting long wheelbase money for your looter. And secondly, when you've got to go and deliver the parcels, you're going to have to fight to get round the roads, particularly where everyone's parked all the time in a looter. Whereas people in smaller vans, and also if you've got to get the tail, you've got up and down with with the, with the panel vans, just open the door. It's much easier. So you could do it. You might not do yourself any favours, I guess. If I miss your questions, guys, that's it. If I miss your questions, guys, um, sorry. It's been a bit full on, as always. And finally, for the guy who turned around because I got it wrong. Um, yeah, you don't look like Doc Brown. He says you look more like Freddie Boswell. Please get the barbers opening soon. This is, I might have to take clippers, so this is getting ridiculous. Anyway, that's it. Sunday q and oh, I'm off next week. It's weird. I'm going to wake up at a normal time. Well, the course starts at 8 o'clock in the morning. Said, I said, is it 9 o'clock? He said, no, 8 o'clock. I went, 8 o'clock. He said, sorry. I went, sorry. I went to lay in. So it's going to be very strange. I'm going to be kicking around the house for a week doing the CPC. But I'll let you know how it goes. I'll do the videos. I'll do one out at the operators. And, um, yeah, watch this space. And in the meantime, take care, take money. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big. 